What's up, Crossroads fam? This is Kenny. I'm glad that you're here with us. We've been uh, looking at a series called Did You Hear? And we've looked at the different things that we hear, the music that we listen to. But tonight, we're going to be looking at the conversations that we have, the breakdown in communication because of the media that we deal with, because of the technology that we have. When was the last time you sat down and just face-to-face talked with somebody with no distractions? So we're glad that you're here with us tonight. Welcome to Did You Hear, Friends? First Wednesday of the month, so uh, neighborhood, would love to have your business. Um, like I said, I'm skipping tonight because I want to give that, but y'all enjoy your meal. I'll probably come down and just hang out and maybe one of you will let me smell your french fries or something. But anyway, uh, always love going and hanging out with you guys, so... Excited about that. For the fast, past, for the fast, or the past, for the past several weeks, we've been talking about Did You Hear? And it's everything from the, the conversations that you have to the music that you listen Has anybody paid more attention to the music you listened to since last week? One, two, three, a couple of, good. <laughs> the rest of you like, nah. um, today, uh, I was Today, I was jamming to Holla Back Girl. I, I, I was, I'm a little under the weather. So I, I can't say that's why I was doing it, because that song is the jam. You know, I was going to say what she says, but you can't say that in church. So, so I'm driving down the road, and I'm just singing along with it in a manly kind of way. And then I started thinking, I wonder what this song's really talking about. And I was like, eh, probably change the station. So I, I found out it's better just not to listen to any music, because my mind is twisted anyway. But I thought we would watch a video that really... Helps me understand the fact that I'm not the only one that misunderstands things. I guess we'll start out with this. Uh, I want you to understand that there is never anything that I would ever say or do to intentionally hurt anyone. Um, and this is not a, oh, Kenny's in trouble about something. I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. Uh, everything that we do is done to help you make right choices and to benefit you. And some of you might be new to Crossroads. You might think, well, Kenny's kind of smart aleck with people. I'm just sarcastic. I don't mean anything by it. If I've got something I need to talk to you about, we'll go off you know, and talk about it in private. I don't do that in public. But everything that I do is to try to help you have a better life. So in saying that, my question is, do you trust me? If you trust me, would you stand up right now? And if you don't trust me, that's fine. Some of you might not really know me. So, since you trust me, I'm going to ask you to come bring your cell phones and put them in this We Believe box. Trust me. Good gosh. No, 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 no. I'm sliding. Okay. Mary says, I got you. Yeah. I gotta spit this out because my mouth's watering too bad. Jolly Rancher? Oh, yeah. Gosh, it was so good. Is it Jolly Rancher? That, yeah. Get stuck in my teeth. So, anyway. Um, one of the things that we've talked about for years is one of the greatest problems that we have in the world is a lack of communication. And the thing is, is by no means does this. 
indicate that you don't know how to communicate, but because of this, we have a lack of communication in so many areas of our life. And what we're going to be talking about tonight is friends. Uh, friends is something that, you know, we all want friends. Nobody wants to be a loner and all by themselves. We want people that we can trust and all. Um, but a lot of times we don't really understand what our friends are talking about because we're not sitting down one-to-one having conversations. I honestly laugh every Wednesday night and every Sunday morning when you start coming in, you sit down. And I've got my phone because i got advanced slides. And you start doing this. And folks, we used to do this stuff called talking. And it was really cool because you would walk in and just be a buzz of teenagers talking to each other. But we are so caught up in the phone. And please understand this. This is not, a, oh, the old guy's talking about technology. I've got one too. And I find myself, when we have family fun night, we, we get to do that. In, oh, not this week, but the next week. So family fun night's getting close. We're almost through with soccer season. That's the, anyway, uh, we go to Starbucks. Now, you might hate Starbucks because you've read that they do something. I don't really care. We go to Starbucks. And so as we get there, Barrett's got a phone, which is not a phone, but he uses it. So it's an iPhone 5 that doesn't really work as a phone, but he plays games on it. And Jessica gets hers out, and she Pinterest is is all of that. And I get mine out and just look at it and go, oh. And I put it up, and I just watch our family because we don't have Internet at home. I mean, we've got Internet, but it's real ghetto. It's like, you know, crank it up or something. So we, when we go somewhere, it's got real Internet. Barrett loves it. He's like, hey, Dad, check out this new dope beat of me. He doesn't say dope because that's obviously a bad word. But anyway, he sick beat. Check out the sick beat, Dad. I was like, yeah, it's sick. It sounds just like the other flus. So anyway, but sitting there with that phone, and I find myself thinking, how much communication is lost between just making eye contact with people? Um, for instance, cheesy, let's say you just want a million dollars. So cheesy, nobody else knows about this million dollars, but you send me a text message that says, what's up, Kenny? I just want a million dollars. My response to you is, wow, that must be nice. There's two ways you could take that. You could take that as, that must be nice. Kind of mean and snarky. Or, wow, that must be nice. We lose that that understanding of what somebody's truly saying if we're not having that personal relationship where we're one-to-one. And the thing is, is as we're talking about friends, friends are one of those things that's hard to come by. And it's something that we have to take very seriously because we let our friends into a different part of our life that most folks don't get into. If you have a true friend, you are a blessed person. I was thinking today about who my best friend in the world is, and it's my wife. And that's not because, oh, you're married, you have to be friends because you're married. She's, did you just laugh, Stephen? <laughs> you're about to find out. My greatest friend. I, lo- I love her with all of my colon. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway... Uh, but she is. She's my friend because a friend is someone that you can count on. A friend is someone that you can trust. A friend is somebody that you're willing to just talk to them about whatever's going on, and they're not going to judge you. They're not going to criticize you. They're not going to get on their social media stuff. And go, I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. They're not going to do that because they know who you are. They believe in who you are. Jessica, I don't know that she hears stuff about me. Uh, probably not because I'm a real boring person. But if she heard a story about me, she would know right away whether it's true or false because we 
I have a friendship. We have a closeness. And that's one of the things that I want us to talk about tonight is to think about the friends that we have and the kind of relationships that we have. You all have friends and you all have acquaintances. Just think about this. You don't have to raise your hands, but do any of you have a friend that you would be willing to share absolutely anything with? Anything that's going on in your life. Again, don't raise your hands. This is just for you to think about. That you would be willing to share absolutely everything with. No bar, no, nothing held back. You're not, you're not afraid to share this, you know, whatever your deepest, darkest secret is. <coughs> that's what a friend is. And when I think about that, I think back to high school. And I had a very close friend named Shane. And Shane and I, we were buddies. He was a martial art guy. He was a guy that kicked the soda can out of my hand on the back of his pickup truck. So Shane and I were good friends. And we had that kind of relationship where we shared everything. We would talk about everything. And it was so, so good. And now I don't have any idea where Shane is. There's a part of me that misses having that conversation. But now I've got a wife, and so I'm still able to have that conversation. But the friends that we have, the influence that they, not only that they have on us, but that we have on them. What are your friends actually saying when they tell you a story? Is it a genuine thing or are they really hurt by something and they're wanting to talk about it? Some of you might have trouble trusting people. I understand that. I have trouble trusting people. And it's just because over the years I've been burnt before. Any of y'all ever been burnt? Not like with a lighter, but you got burnt. You told somebody something, say, hey, don't tell anybody. And they thing you know, it's everywhere. Um, I think that's happened to just about everyone. If not, then you're good at just keeping your mouth quiet. But that happened to me in high school, and it hurt. And I was mad, and I tried to get in a fight with the guy, and the guy wouldn't fight me. So don't fight. That's wrong. Um, but it just, I can't stand not being able to trust folks. And some of you today, you might say, well, I don't really have a good friend because I, I just, I've been burnt, and I can't trust people anymore. I understand that. But there comes a point where you have to get past that hurt and move on. Here's one of the biggest reasons that we have problem in communication with our friends. Today's quote, the biggest communication problem is we don't listen to understand, we listen to reply. That statement this morning rocked my socks, and they're watermelon socks, so that's, that's quite a rock. So as I'm sitting there, Yes, they are. So as I'm sitting there this morning, I got through with my quiet time. I said, well, let's see what Facebook's telling me I should vote for or not vote for or what I should wear or whatever. And so I flipped through Facebook for a minute. Not that you flip like that. I don't guess. It's like a book. <laughs> it's Facebook. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking at Facebook, and that quote popped up, and I thought, that is Kenny Martin. Exactly. Because as soon as you start talking to me about something, I'm already thinking about my answer to whatever question you might have, even if you don't have a question. You might just come and go, hey, Kenny, I, I killed a snowman with a rake. And in my mind, I'm going, hmm, overanalyzing things, trying to figure it out. But we lose so much because we're not truly focused on the conversation. We're coming up with our reply. Guys, I know you're bad at it because all men are fixers. Whatever's wrong, we want to fix it. And if my wife comes in and she's got a list of 12 things, I might get through the second one as she's talking. But at the, by, by number two, I'm done listening because I'm trying to figure out how to fix number one. So when you come to me and you go, hey, Kenny, I got a lot of problems, write it down and just hand me a piece of paper and go, this, number one's this. Because I get my mind wrapped around that first thing. And I stay focused on that, and I lose so much in the conversation. I lose so much in the communication because I'm not really paying attention to what's going on. I'm already thinking in my mind how to respond to it. And when we have conversations, I'm already thinking, well, if I say this, are they going to be offended? Are they going to be hurt? Because I don't like hurting anyone. So I struggle with that. 
That's one of those things. And we've got, y'all, gosh, y'all got so much going on. I don't understand how you have time to breathe. But you got five, five million different things going on. How do you dedicate time to a friendship? And that's one of the most critical things that you can do at this age right now because you need friends. Because you're going to go through some hard times. Christ tells us that in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. He has overcome. And yes, Christ is enough to cover all your needs. But there's a human side of us too that still wants someone to listen. Sitting there listening. Somebody's phone just went off. I just want you to know that. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to James chapter 1. And if your Bible's in here, then look with somebody at your table. If you didn't bring a Bible, welcome to gun season, I guess. I don't know what you brought if you didn't bring a Bible to Bible study. But hey, it's Bible study. James chapter 1. And that was sarcasm. You understand that. I'm not picking on anybody too much. James chapter 1. Somebody read it to me in Spanish, please. Just kidding. Don't do that because I won't have any idea what you're saying. James chapter 1 verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is critical. Slow to speak, quick to listen. And that's, that's what comes in with this, this whole little thing here. We're not quick to listen. We want to get our response out. We want folks to hear our voice as well. But when it comes to our friendships, we've got to take time to sit and listen. And none of us like to be still. We've got stuff going on. We want to be active. We want, we want everything popping, popping, popping. But these conversations, these times that we spend just with each other, Jessica and I send text messages to each other, not in the house like, hey, would you get me a bologna sandwich? We just, when she's at work, I'll send her a message, and when she's got a chance, she'll respond to it. If she's going shopping somewhere, she'll say, I'm at the thrift store, it's amazing deals today, what do you want? There's new underwear or whatever. And I'm sitting at home going, don't bring me anything from the thrift store, I've got plenty of thrift store. And so we send text messages like that. But there are occasions when in one of these text messages, I will read something and go, Hmm, what did she mean by that? Do y'all ever do that with friends? Your friend sends you a message, you go, well, just, what does that mean? Send her a message. Hey, babe, I'm going to get something to eat with Barrett. Well, fine then. So immediately I'm like, oh, crap, what did I do? I'm going, you can go too if you would like. No, no, I don't want to go. Oh, she's really mad because she said, no, no. She's really upset, and I'm just going crazy, going, what is wrong with this? And all it takes is a phone call, or all it takes is sitting down and talking to somebody. You want to know what's going on in someone's life. You can't trust a text. You can't trust your social media. Sit down and face-to-face talk with them. That's the building boss. That's what we're missing out on. Here comes you once when I was a kid. When I was a kid, we used to go to our grandparents' house every Sunday. We would go, well, we'd go to grandma's on Saturday and we'd go to granny's on Sunday. And every cousin that was available would be at granny's. And all of the kids would go outside because she'd go, get! And we would all get. And we would go outside and we'd play in the chicken house. And she had a chicken house. They sold chickens commercially, like they would sell them to these big companies. So we had these huge chicken houses that we'd go play in and there would be chicken snakes everywhere. And I would scream and cry because I'm scared of chickens or snakes, not chickens. I like chickens because I'm Baptist. But anyway, we would run and we would play and we would just have the best time. And my parents would be sitting there. Now, everybody in that family, I think, smoked. 
So, I mean, it looked like the house was on fire when we were outside playing. But fortunately, we were outside. You know, you'd have to cut it, cut the smoke to go inside to get something to eat, which tasted like cigarettes. It was nasty. But anyway, they would all sit in there, and I would talk to them when we would leave. And I'd go, what did y'all do in there? Y'all didn't even come out and play. I'm a parent now. I understand we don't really want to go out and play. We want to just sit inside and just soak up, I guess, cigarette smoke or whatever they did. But anyway, they would say, well, we were just talking. And when my daddy was in the nursing home, um, I would sit down and I would say, Daddy, tell me a story. And he'd go, what you want to hear about? I said, well, I ran into your cousin the other day out here at the bank. And she said, y'all used to get together on Saturday nights and y'all would just, he said, we'd just play all night. I said, what did you play? Because I think a hide and seek or something like that. He said, well, I'd play a piano and she'd play a whiskey jug. And then, and he started calling people's names. And he said, they usually have their fiddle somewhere. And then so-and-so would come out, and they'd have a, what do they call it, a mouth harp, harmonica? Mouth harp. And they'd just start listening to all these things. And then so-and-so, he couldn't really play anything, but he could stomp. And I'd go, what do you mean he could stomp? And that's what he would do. And then Uncle Son would come out. His name was Uncle Son. It's great. I'm sure that's not his God-given name. But Uncle Son would come out, and he'd just start singing. And I go, what did you say? He said, anything and everything. He said, boy, I miss those days. He said, every week we would do that. That time just to sit down and shut the world out and have communication. Somebody asked me what's the greatest part of this trip that we do to the mountains, the bus ride up to me. Now, God gives incredibly spiritual things during that weekend, but that bus ride up to watch you guys sit there and talk and cut up and throw food at each other and scream at somebody to turn off the TV, turn down the TV, give me a cookie, whatever it is. That is one of the greatest things to me is just to experience that because we're shut off from the world. We're in this bus going 138,000 miles an hour around these mountains. And it's just, but we're right there together. We've got to be quick to find these opportunities just to stop the world so we can listen. Turn, if you would, in your Bible. We're going to jump real quick. We're going to go through this. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. When somebody finds it, they would read it. I think somebody started. I'm sorry. A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads to Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the righteous choose their, the way it's written in mind is they choose their friends carefully. One of the things that my parents used to tell me all the time is you better be careful who you hang out with. And that's because a lot of times our friends might lead us astray. Now, again, this is not a story, uh, this is not a study of your friends are horrible people and they're all going to send you to hell. This is just, you've got to be careful the friends that you're making because the wisest man that's ever been talked about right here, King Solomon, he was the wisest cat in the world. He was, you know, is David's son, you know, David that killed Goliath. So now you figure out who it is. And he says, you've got to be careful of who you choose to be your friends because the wicked will leave them astray. It's so easy for us to get in that trusting relationship and a friendship and be taken to a place that we shouldn't go simply because we trust what our friends are. You've got to know who your friends are. You've got to do some background. Not like a, okay, can I see your name? I'm going to do a background check to see if we can be friends. But you've got to know where they're coming from. And the way you do that is through communication. can't be through a text. You've got to have some time where you're just sitting there with them hanging out at the lunch table. Finding those times. We've got to be careful about the friends that we choose. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28, please.
troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. The best of friends. I've seen so many friendships broken up over gossip. What well, did you hear? Well, I heard. Well, I know this guy that saw this girl that was talking to this man at the gas station, and he said, and before you know it, there are friendships that are broken over something as silly as that. That's why you need to be sure you know who your friends are. It's like I was talking about earlier. If somebody came in to Jessica and said, well, Kenny's doing crack cocaine, she would know that that's a lie. I, there's nothing in me that wants to do any kind of drugs. I, I have no desire for any of that stuff. She would know. Now, you go tell that story out there, somebody might go, oh, I've always wondered, Kenny was kind of crazy. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, he's big, but, you know, maybe he's just that crack cocaine didn't get that part of him. I don't know what crack does. But she wouldn't know the truth. The gossips that come into your life, they're wanting to ruin your friendships because they don't have true friendships. And teenagers, please hear me. Right now, you're going to have this more than ever. Because you're going to have friends that want to be in friendships, and they don't have it. Steve was a guy I wanted to be good friends with. But Steve had a better friend than me. His name was Lane. And I tried my best to figure a way to make Steve not like Lane so Steve would be my friend. And in third grade, that's really important. Because you're going to recess and playing kickball, and if Steve didn't pick me to be on his team, life was pretty much over at that point. Right? I mean, you all understand this. And then you take it into high school. Then you take it into the college age. People, want, people just want to be miserable. And if you're genuinely happy in a friendship, now I'm not talking about a dating relationship. I'm talking about genuine friendships. People don't like that. They want to try to get in there and stir something up just because if they can stir your friendship up, if they can hurt your friendship, then it's not going to bother them as much that they don't have any friends. A lot of people don't have friends because they have been burnt, but a lot of people don't have friends because they can't be trusted. And you all know people that are like that. Some of them might be sitting in this room right now that you can't go tell them anything because they're going to share it with everybody. And there's no need for folks to start looking around the room. I should have thought about that earlier. Anyway, Proverbs chapter 17. Somebody turn to 1717, please. Seventeen seventeen. A friend liveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. When I read this passage, I wondered what that meant. It says that a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born to adversity. And what that is saying is, when it's talking about brother there, it is using brother and friend in the same connotation. It kind of means the same thing. It's not talking about your blood brother. It's talking about when times of trial comes, the ones that are truly your friends are just like family. They're going to stick by you. My sister is my hero. And whatever happens in my life, she's going to stand beside me because she's like that. We're, we're that close. And it's one of those things that I love. But you know what? There are friends that would be the same way. I've got a friend, Jimmy Wisney. It's a great name. He's a very good artist. He's very creative. I could call him right now and say, I need you to come get me and take me home. And he lives in Dothan, I think. Nope. Eufaula. He lives in Eufaula. And I don't know how long it would take to get from Eufaula here, but he would come right now. He's that kind of friend. Big Kev. I've told you about Big Kev, 67350. He's still at least 6'7. I don't know how big he is. But he lives in Huntsville. And he told me the last time I seen him, he said, if you need anything, you, t- you let me know. You call me. Now, he's not on Facebook, but his wife Trina is. I hit Big Kevin up through Trina. Big Kev be here in a couple of hours from Huntsville. 
Those are the blood brothers. You've all got friends that, you know, you say are more like a brother than a friend. Ladies, I don't know if y'all have friends that you say, she's more like a brother to me. That's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But you've all got those friends. And that's what this verse is talking about. There are friends that you're going to have that are awesome people, but when the, when the going gets tough, they're going to jump. They're going to leave. They're going to be like, oh, poor you. I'll pray for you. And they'll walk away from you. But then you've got those friends that are genuinely going to stick by you. And that's the kind of friendships that we want to have, that we desire to have, because there are times when you get married and if you're blessed to be married and you have one of those friendships, there are times that Jessica and I won't say anything. When my daddy passed away, I couldn't talk. And I would just sit there. And she would come in and go, do you need anything? i go, no. And she'd just sit down beside me. Didn't say a word. That's what I needed. I needed someone that was just going to be there. Because there are times that you want to whine and complain about everything that's going on in your life. And then there's times when you just don't want to say anything. You just want to know that somebody's there. Those are the relationships I want you to find. And the beautiful thing about this, Kevin and I graduated together, Big Kev. We've been out of school. Gosh, I guess we're getting close to 30 years, maybe. Getting close. We're getting getting close. 20-something years. I don't know. I didn't do too good at math. But we've been out of school for a while. But I've still got that relationship where all I take is a phone call. Those relationships, those thick relationships. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Thank you. One of my favorite verses in the world. And as I read that, I always think that means, you know, if if you've got a friend that's a bad person, then you are there with them and you're helping them become a good person. And so you're working with them and they're working with you and it's going to make you good people. That's, that's the same type thing. You're helping them. And folks, you can't help your friends until you're able to hear your friends. And you can't hear your friends through a text message. I talked to a doctor. We'll just say a doctor a while back, and I was asking them about suicide, the teenage rate of suicide in the United States. And I asked this doctor, I said, what do you think is the number one cause for this? And this doctor said, everyone that I've come across, that I've talked to their family, they say they feel like they're all by themselves. They feel like they're all alone and nobody cares. We've got to show love to people Jesus Christ lived his life and died his life the same way with his arms wide open. And it's our opportunity to take what Christ did to give us that gift of love and share it with someone else. There are people walking in your school that would love to just call you friend. And it's not because you're anything special. It's just because they are lonely. Let's reach out to them, man. What are your friends truly saying? What are these acquaintances that you have truly saying? And in John chapter 15, verse 13, I'll read that one for us. It says, greater love has no man than this. He'd be willing to lay down his life for one of his friends. Friendships, relationships. What do you hear from your friends? Do you have genuine friends that you hear from? Are you just living a life full of acquaintances? I believe God wants us to develop relationships Those relationships turn into deep friendships, and those friendships turn into life-lasting relationships. I hope that you have some of those. If you don't, choose wisely. 
Don't make a choice based off of who's popular, who might be able to get you something, who might be able to take you somewhere. Make those choices based off of what they mean to you in your heart. God, I thank you for today. Lord, just as strange as this study felt, God, I think we all need to understand the importance of having friends. Thank you for being a part of our podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us through social media. You can find all our social media links at KennyCrossroads.com. Maybe you've got some topics. Maybe you've got some questions. We want to hear from you, so be sure and reach out to us. And like always, see you at Crossroads.